Olá, 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 hello, 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 my beautiful faith ignited people. <laughs> We're building a small little community over here, and I couldn't be more happy with um, the feedback that I've been receiving regarding. Uh, this podcast here every Friday night you are listening to Palma One Radio Um, I am loving what you guys are, are, are having to say in regards to this I had a few people tell me they fell asleep listening to my podcast which I'm like I did my job I If I was able to relax you enough so that you fell asleep and felt safe and felt ready to sleep or was exhausted from the day, but you slept and that made me so happy. Shout out to my people who said that you, um, you put me to sleep, Nancy. It was so soothing and so relaxing. As you guys know, here on Palma One, my podcast is fairly new. This will be its third episode, you guys. Third episode here on Palma Radio. And it feels good to be back, as I said. I thank you all for all the warm wishes and welcome. Um, welcoming that I got uh, during my first and second episodes. So with my third episode, I want to continue on. Last week, we talked about a near-death experience. Uh, Today, we're still going to dive into that. Um... But I um, have a guest speaker tonight. Uh, This person um, is here to possibly bring some words of encouragement or hope to somebody going through this right now. If this is your first day going through it or your first year going through it, she has been doing this for seven years now, since 2016. I have known this guest speaker for, uh, gosh, about 20 years, I would say. And... I have so much empathy and compassion for all of those out there who are caregivers, who tend to your sick husbands or sick wives. I know it's not an easy job and it's a thankless job and I know that, but I wanna say thank you to all the people who are hustling and working hard to make ends meet for their families and and, uh, 
for all those that are uh, confined to the bed of, of that they are in, whether that be in the hospital or whether that they be in their own home. But if they are confined to that area, I want to give you guys a story of hope tonight. And if we have time for another story, we'll, we'll do another story. But I want to start with this one. My guest speaker, I am long-winded, but we are speaking tonight live with Sarah Bray. Sarah Bray lives in Clovis, California. And Sarah Bray, let me tell you, Sarah Bray is probably one of the strongest people that I've ever met. Her and I have become like sisters. Her and I have become um, like family. We were always family, but we are so close now, like family. And... Um, as I say to everybody, you know, we are only here in this world for a short amount of time. And while we're here, you know, we need to make, um, make the best of our days, be kind, be supportive, be compassionate, have empathy. You never know what someone's going through. You just never know. Because Sarah Bray, if you looked at her, you would say, oh, that's a nice looking lady. And she dresses well. She's presentable. She's pretty. Um, She must not be going through anything major. But in fact, Sarah Bray is going through one of the biggest and hardest, most difficult struggles of her life, along with her husband. And without further ado, I'd like to introduce you guys, my Faith Ignited listeners, and to all you other platforms that this will be posted on, for all you other listeners out there, um, I want to encourage us to give a warm welcome my guest speaker, Sarah Bray. Sarah, hi, are you there? Yes, thank you so much, Nancy Barnes. Oh, you're welcome, my sweet Sarah. We are like sisters. Yes, we are. And uh, I wanted to um, preface this by saying if at any point you you don't want to discuss or don't want to talk about or whatever but I know you kind of live like me you're an open book and um, in some aspects but can you tell us a little bit about you where you're from and a little bit about um, the day that your life changed forever like Nancy mentioned uh, my name is Sarah and um, I'm out of uh, Clovis California and my husband's name is Greg Bray. Um, on the night, on the night of September 29th, 2016, my husband uh, went into cardiac arrest. 
um, and lost some oxygen. Mm. So when you do that, you end up with it's called anoxic brain injury. Okay. There's traumatic brain injuries, um, kind of what it, the umbrella that it's under. Okay. So traumatic brain injuries could be strokes. They could be a concussion. Okay. Um, there's numerous things that fall under this umbrella. Okay. Um, but with Griggs, it was a cardiac arrest. Um, so that happened, like I said, on September 29th, okay. 2016. And it um, just, he went into cardiac arrest and it was in the middle of the night or what was it in the daytime, nighttime? It was at nighttime. We'd gone to dinner, we'd come home. Regular acting, day. Yep. Acting kind of strange. Um, I went over to the side of the bed, um, non-responsive, but breathing. Yeah. Um, I had 911 on the phone, and um, they finally arrived, uh, and he had already gone into cardiac arrest at that time. Um, so they got him over to the hospital, um, and um, he automatically went on a ventilator into ICU, mm. um, and that's where he spent... Um, probably about, oh, I would say, uh, three weeks. Yeah, um, about that time, yeah. Yeah, and then we had to travel to, uh, Delano, uh, Regional Medical Center, because here in Clovis, they had no, um, subacute facilities that had any bed openings for Greg. And that's in California, right? Correct, so I would travel 45 minutes back, you know, 45 minutes back there and 45 minutes back. Uh, to see him, uh-huh. um, and then we we're finally, finally able to bring him uh, back here to Clovis. Wow, that's a miracle. That's it is a miracle. That you were it's... able to bring him back to Clovis, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of subacute facilities in this town, so everything is very limited. I mean, you can go, sometimes people go as far as Los Angeles, you know, um, Las Vegas, you know, wherever there is a bed available that's where they have to go. And so by subacute, what do you mean by that? Subacute is a, um, I, I, w- I want to call it basically a nursing home. Okay. Um, but the facility that he's at, they have a special unit, which is called the subacute unit, okay. um, which is for people that have had, you know, strokes uh, that, are, uh, that are in a um, deep, induced coma okay um where they are not awake um so um getting back to uh the night it happened the night happened then uh i went through a lot of stuff with family uh in uh 2018 i was evicted from my home you Um, were evicted from your home so i lost my home i lost my husband I lost my support system. Mm. Um, this is something that Greg's middle brother decided to do. Okay. Um, kept me from his mother. Uh, kept me from his family. Wow. Uh, so I lost everything. I wow. lost completely all of it. Now, when um, you say your house, what, did Greg's family own the house or was it rented? Greg's, Greg's family owned the house and we paid the rent. Right. Uh, we had gone was through like a kind of a lease month, year to year type thing. Correct. And then we had gone, um, uh, 
then we had gone through a period of time in our life uh, where, you know, we were having uh, money problems. Greg was um, having seizures and uh, Greg was having back surgeries and we were right. going back work to to Los Angeles. And right. um, so that created a problem with uh, paying rent. And that's where the um, eviction came into play. Okay. Um, okay. And uh, so it became very ugly. Became very sad. Became very unrealistic. Hurtful to you at all? Oh, absolutely. Now, what? Absolutely. What would you say that they wanted you to um, let him go on that day? Right. I I think the plan um, that everybody had in mind was just to um, pull the plug. Right. Right. And I wasn't going to do that. Right. We never discussed that. Right. I wanted to give him a chance at life. Can you and say that again? Me and Greg never discussed that. For all of you listening out there, they never discussed if anything like that were to happen, what would we do? That conversation never happened. So what is this poor wife supposed to do? He's all you... He's all... Explain your, you know, Greg's your family. Greg is Greg is my family. Greg is my life. Mm-hmm. Greg is my husband, and um, I've done and I did what I thought I should do. Yeah, and that was to keep him alive. Amen. You wanted yeah. to get see if he would get better. Absolutely. And you knew that he had been through treacherous waters before and that he's gotten out of those situations before Absolutely. and that he deserved a fighting chance at life who are you you know and god be with all of the people that have to ever be put in that situation because god forbid you know that come knocking on someone's door um that doesn't expect it and there's a paralyzation or a, a situation where, yeah, you know, you either pull the plug or you don't. But I feel that, Sarah, you as a wife, you know, and if I'm speaking out of turn, let me know. But you as a wife were like, no, I am not going to be the one to take his last breath, like, away from him. Like, you kind of felt like you didn't want to play God, right? Right, exactly. And people are going to say she doesn't, she didn't believe in God. And what do you have to say to that? You know what? I always believe in God. But I don't think that at that point in time in my life, right. before this happened to Greg, yes. that... Um, you were on the journey with him. I was. But mm-hmm. I don't think that, you know, I don't think I had a lot of faith in my life. Right. And after that happened to my husband, mm-hmm. um, I gained a lot of faith mm-hmm. and I've gained a lot of, of, of trust in God mm-hmm. and to pull him through this. Yes, yes, amen, amen, amen. To make him, um, to make him come home again. Amen, amen, amen. And the thing is, do because people, a lot of people will say, Oh, she's, you know, she's delusional. She thinks he's going to wake up. And But can you talk a little bit about the progress Greg has made since he's been 
for seven years at the people someone left a, his brother actually left a very nasty comment not too long ago um his brother his older brother and right. mind you um none of his family ever came to see him they did at the very beginning right and then they never came and saw him again right and uh i know that greg is is yearning for that um uh -huh. for those forces to appear right um but Todd, his older brother, left me a message saying, uh, let him go, please. Mm. When you can't let a person go, mm. that is eating, mm. and that is alive mm -hmm. and awake. Mm -hmm. Now, Preach, I, would never, Sarah. I would never let Greg live on a ventilator. That's right. no way to live. That's no right. way to live. Right. Oh, absolutely. Listen. For all, for all these years. We, um... We reconnected shortly after that happened to Greg, and you were not in a... You weren't even in a place to accept that anything had happened to him, let alone it's time to take his life. Exactly. Exactly. And the family hurt you. Oh, his family hurt me tremendously. Tremendously. And That's... I don't... I would never imagine in a million years, number one, that this would be happening to me in my life. Mm -hmm. Number two, that his family would treat me like they're treating... Like, like they've treated me. And like I'm not... Have ever been a part of their life, ever. Right. Right. You know? Um, if they were listening to this podcast right now, and you could summarize... All the things that Greg has accomplished, like his eyes are open. He blinks with communication. He's still in a coma, guys. He's still in a, in a coma, so Sarah tries to go as often as possible. But as you guys know, when COVID happened, it was impossible for her to see her husband. I didn't see my husband for a whole year. Can you guys imagine that? Someone who sees her husband every single day, practically, unless she's not feeling well, because she's not a super healthy person as well. And for an entire year, you passed Christmas, you passed Thanksgiving, you passed his birthday, you passed your anniversary, you passed your birthday. You passed every holiday isolated, alone, and betrayed by so many, by so many. Um, I always say that that people in comas can hear the other person what do you can you speak on that sarah i believe that completely and the reason why i say that is because great today um like nancy said 
is still in a coma per se, but um, he watches TV. Mm. Um, I've taught him. I've taught him how to blink twice for yes, once for no. Mm. Um, mm. He knows his right from his left. Yes. Um, he can lip the word hi. Ah. And he, uh, I wasn't there this day, but his roommate's mom was there with her daughter. She was doing her hair in the mirror, and she could see Greg. And she said hi to my husband, and my husband said hi back. Mm. And um, wow, my roommate's mom goes, "Who was that?" And she goes, "His rebel." would be my husband right right you know so Greg you know um I want to call it is stuck in his own body per se mm-hmm. like you know um he's in the in-between kind of because he does he can he can do things you know he can he can understand he can answer questions right you know if I were to have a question like you know Greg are you in pain you know I want you to blink twice right you know um, he laughs and he smiles and those are the days that are the best days for me because mm. to see him smile makes my heart melt full joy yes mm. exactly because this is the thing that people need to understand is okay every couple every couple has their ups and downs. Every couple find themselves sometimes at different points in their marriage. Every couple goes through um, the lulls of life, right? The ebbs and flows of life and the ups and downs. Um, And Sarah was dealt a hand of of someone who not only lost her husband, but her best, best guy friend, you know? Uh, Did they get along all the time? No. Were they the perfect couple? Absolutely not. But did they love each other? Absolutely, yes. Anybody who knew Sarah and Greg knew that they were joined at the hip. And if Sarah was coming, more than likely, her hardworking, um, always everyone's friend, always everyone's helper. People forget about all the things that Greg Bray did for them. And it's easy to forget when you move on with your life but Sarah lives it every single day and she can speak to people out there who have someone in a coma right now who maybe don't know what to say or do don't know what to expect I guess and what would you say to that, Sarah Bray? You know what? I was telling Nancy earlier today that, you know, I've never been a speaker and I've never, um, 
you know, when I was in high school, I would just panic and college, I panicked and, yeah. you know, um, but I enjoy talking about this and I enjoy, um, wanting to help people mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I want to be there for people mm-hmm. who need, um, mm-hmm. comfort and yes. wor- words of wisdom and, yes. um, you know, for me to help them get through, mm-hmm. um, a day or a week mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. you know, or just a moment, you know, yes. some people just have a moment that's not good, you know, and, um, you know, I want to be that person. And then you have, um, you've had to make peace with a lot of things between you and Greg alone in that room, just you and Greg and God. You've had, um, Greg knows everything there is to know about you. So for anybody out there thinking, oh, Greg Bray doesn't know about this or Greg doesn't know about that. Yes, he does. Greg Bray knows about everything and everyone that is around Sarah or Sarah speaks to him as if he's alive and there because he is his heart beats on its own right Sarah yep his heart beats on his own my god what a miracle praise because he had 0% chance of of surviving because of the brain damage that occurred and Sarah was like no I'm not going to sit here and in this moment make a life altering decision that would change would change the world because even though Greg isn't in you know, physical tip-top shape. He's not at home. He's, he's in a coma. We believe because we have hope. We believe because we have faith. We believe because we've seen it happen with Greg and I've seen it happen with everyone that I know of that has had this experience where the closer you get to God, the more people attack you. The closer you build a relationship with God, because when you lose your partner like that, I can only imagine. Um, you know, there's, yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing worse. Um, yeah. Night times are my worst. Yeah. Because it's not here. During the day, you're so busy doing you know, going to see your mom, you know, going shopping, having your nails done, or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, but my times, you know, are times for the world. But I, I even feel like your self-care is not the Sarah that everyone thinks they know. Oh, she goes, gets her nails done, and buys. You know what? Sarah is barely doing the bare necessities for herself. All of her energy goes towards Greg Bray. And 
for anyone who judges people in this situation, shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you for judging someone in this predicament, in this situation, because God forbid it doesn't knock on your door. Yeah. Can you talk a little louder, Sarah? Sweet, sorry. sorry. Oh, sorry. So at the beginning of her broadcast, you know, she was saying, um, I just forgot what we were just talking about. Oh, that's okay. I do it all the time. Um, but, yeah. But it's just, you know, um, oh, what about people saying about, you know, what they think they know about you and Greg? Oh, and you know, the whole thing is that in my shoes, in my shoes, yeah. and, and walk in my shoes, yes, day, yes, no one is going to know. Yes. But, and, you know, like Nancy said, you know, I might look strong on the outside. Yeah. Um, but I'm not on the inside. You're not. You're not. And, but you know what, Sarah? Like, I always tell you this. The people that walked away from you because of this, it's their complete 1,000% is their loss. It is their loss because they don't deserve a friend like you. Because I can tell you guys audience out there that it's 317 in the morning and that if I needed something from Sarah right in this moment she would do whatever she could do to help the situation she would give you the shirt off of her back she would do anything for the people she loves and we became really really close like sisters and how we got to know each other. Um, I no longer have a relationship with the person that introduced us to each other. So it's almost as if God said, no, no, she can, that other person can walk out of your life, but I'm going to replace you with Sarah. And then he said to Sarah, let me remove her from your life. And let me replace her with Nancy and yours. Absolutely. And, you know, I believe that to be true because Sarah knows um, everything about what's what I what my struggles are, what my fears are. I've cried to Sarah on the phone many of nights many of nights, especially the last year or so, there's been a lot of horrible... But, and the whole thing is that, you know, none of us are perfect. And, you know, um, it's, we're just, we're just, nobody's perfect. You know, people look at people and they say, oh, wow, look at them, they're, they must be happy as and they got all this stuff and they live like this. You know what? My parents always told me, you know, you could have all the money in the world. But the money doesn't bring you happiness at all. No. 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 You know? And um, a lot of my, my parents taught me a lot yeah. in regards to certain stuff. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, I, I, I took that all in vain. And, um, you took on as his advocate, you took on as his nurse, you took on as his, his everything. You are his everything. You are his everything. And that's why he smiles when he sees you. Because he recognizes that my wife never left my side. And my wife gave me a chance when everyone else told her to give up on me. She and, never did. And the whole thing is, and what makes me so sad is that his family... Um, a little bit larger. His family, yeah. as I said in the very beginning, you know... Um, don't want anything to do with him. None of them, you know? And, um, you know, how, and like I told you, taught his older brother had made that comment, you know, mm -hmm. let him go, please. Well, you know what? Maybe come and see yeah. what he is like before you make a comment like that. Absolutely. On, on social media. Absolutely. And, you know, because, um. And you're damn right you're going to be on a list if you're not on a list like if you you know people have to understand you're his advocate if you don't feel he's going to be safe with that person you don't let greg see anybody i don't care if it was the president of the united states if it was somebody that was going to affect greg in a negative way you would not allow them near greg no, absolutely So there's not. extremely toxic people that want to get to Greg. And it's like they say, oh, you don't let us come see him because you, you don't let us come to the hospital. What do you say to that? do what they did to you that they oh, could yeah, have they, the heart to do that to you their daughter-in-law their sister-in-law who if they only knew Sarah how much you love and crave and want a family if they only knew how good it would be if they let you in to their life again and they let you into their family not not so much the brothers but Greg's mom you know who you know uh if the brother is not allowing her to contact you that's a whole other situation because his mom uh deserves to know well absolutely you know mm -hmm. and that's the thing you know his older 
her middle brother has, you know, cut me off. And you um, had to get a private phone. I mean, I had to go. I had to go phone to phone to phone to phone in order to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And she would make comments to me when I would get ready to hang up the phone. She'd say, "Please don't leave me." Yeah. And her other comment was, "Please keep in contact with me." Mm. And um, but it's so exhausting to try to find, you know, a phone or somewhere I can call her from, right. you know, just to figure out, you know, are you okay? You know, this is what's happening with Gray. You know, I, you know, is she afraid of her son? I don't know. I know when people yeah. get in coma and into a coma and it's over a certain amount of years, do you think that they just get used to the world without him? What do you mean? Like, do they just get used to the fact that he died on that day and that's all there is to it? Like, he's not even there anymore. I don't, you know, I don't know. Do you feel I, that they feel that way? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think they think that, you know, like, there's, that he's nobody, you know? Yeah. But, you know, I videotaped him um, lifting the word high. And it was just... A miracle. A miracle. Absolutely. Absolutely. We cried on that phone together. Yes, yes we did. We we cried and we had a moment because, you know, guys... You you know, if you don't... If you haven't been through something... Um... Like Sarah, like she said, she's shy to do this. She wants to get the word out about what happened to her husband in case, you know, anybody's out there that could possibly um, help her in a situation, in any situation with legal advice or, or um, you know, if, if you know or if you have someone in a coma, um, I'm sure Sarah wouldn't mind if you guys left comments down below and she'll, you know, read them and answer them for you. Um, and I feel like you, um, lost a lot of people in the grand scheme of things, well, you know, the whole thing but is, you didn't lose Greg. No, I did not. And the whole thing is, is that, you know... I lost my home. Yeah. And I don't, and I'm not trying to, uh, to sound materialistic or nothing. Yeah. Right. No. But I'm yeah. just saying that I lost my home. Where your is, husband and you made so many memories. Absolutely. You know, and I lost my support system, which were all my neighbors. And um, traumatic brain injuries happen every day. Like you said, whether it's a stroke whether it is a concussion, right. you know, uh, cardiac arrest. Okay. Um, there was, um, me and Nancy had talked about this a little earlier today. There uh, was an actor, um, which I'm sure you all know who he is. His name is Tracy Morgan, um, who had a traumatic brain injury. Mm, same, um, same kind of thing. If you guys don't know Tracy Morgan, he's a comedian, African-American comedian. He's been on Saturday Night Live. He's been on a ton of comedy movies. And he got in a, I don't know if you guys remember the whole Walmart suing scandal that was with Tracy Morgan where he's hit by a 
a big semi truck, I believe, right? He lost yes. a best friend and then he had the brain injury. Right, and I don't think he thought at that point in time that he was going to live. Right. And um, thank God that he did. Right. Because he's a very talented person and I think a uh, person with a very big heart. Right. Um, and, um, you Hi, know, Tracy, if you ever hear this. <laughs> he, he, you know, he speaks of it sometimes. Uh, you know, if, if it's mentioned or if he's brought it up, but you know, you know, he was lucky. Um, and and you know, I, I when that all happened, I prayed for him because I I knew exactly what he was going through, right. and I knew that, um, you know, that and I knew that he had family and he had a lot of supporters and and right. and that makes all the difference in the world. Yes, I think good for your recovery and. Right. Um, that's that's important not only for the you know the family of the victim right. or the patient but um yeah uh, wife in laws or whatever you are at that point everybody should have come together for the greater of greg for the, for the betterment of Greg, and thank God you didn't pull the plug that day in September. Thank no. God. No, and I'm so thankful that I didn't, and I'm, and I don't regret it, and I, I, don't regret what I do every day. I love what I do every day. Yeah. Um, I love being able to be there with him and and getting them all cleaned up and shaved and yeah. and um, making him human. You know, yes. he, is, he is human. Yes, and yes, deserves, amen. That, you know? Amen, and, amen, uh, amen. Uh, Make him feel that he's still important. Exactly. He's still just, a human being. And just a little joke on the side that Nancy, Nancy knows about. And this is kind of Well, your voice changed out a little bit. Are you there? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Um... You know, Greg used to make this bread. It was a cheese bread. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was famous. So it was Greg's, good. It was Greg's, Greg's famous cheese, cheese bread, bread, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, everybody everybody loved it, you know? And Greg yeah. always made it because he knew that everybody loved it. Yeah. You know? He is that uh, kind of guy. He was just, oh my God, he's phenomenal. He still is. But, um, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? And, yeah. and, you know, the person that, inspired me to actually um do this show is um i'm gonna talk about her probably in the next episode but it's my friend rosie um i talked about her in episode one she was the inspiration behind this um fourth of july weekend um she got a, a near fatal car accident uh, she was um, spit out of the car into the rubble and they told us 85% chance that she would survive um, the, I mean that she would not yeah not survive yeah 85% she would not survive and um, I in, she was in a coma as well and I went there one day to visit her. She was in her coma and I just started saying, Rosie, I know 
I know you're comfortable where you are, but you need to come back. Come back to us, Rosie. You have two daughters. You have two daughters that need you. And so, and I started crying and praying over her. Today, I had a call from her sister, who I thought it was her sister, and it was Rosie. And she said, hi. And I said, hi. I said, is this Rosie? And she said, yeah, it's me. And I said, oh my God, God is so good. God is so good, God is so good. Three months ago, she was almost declared brain dead and dead and she was in a coma for two and a half months. And even though Greg has been in his for seven years, that just goes to show you that everybody's journey is different. And today she told me, Nancy, and she's Spanish, she said, I heard Dios, which is God in Spanish. I heard Dios and mi abuela, which is her grandmother, and mi mamá. And she heard God say to her, you have two kids who need you. You have to go back. And when I hung up that phone, I bawled for an hour because I was planning like her funeral uh, in my mind. Right. And so I wanted you on today, Sarah, because you're the opposite end of that spectrum, but you still never give up hope. Every day you get up and have hope that today will be the day. Every Christmas I've spoken to you, every Christmas, every Thanksgiving, every holiday, every New Year's, you say to me, maybe this will be the year that I'll get my miracle and that Greg will wake up. And we never know when God's time is God's time. But well, we you know, know that Greg's time wasn't Greg's time. No, absolutely. And you know, it's like some people, well, I shouldn't say some people, myself, you know, I'll get this aura kind of feeling, you know, that I that I know that I'm going to wake up. Yeah, you know, yeah. A, do I know when? No, I don't know when. Yeah. Jim's in. Yeah. But... I just, that's the feeling I get. And I get them sporadically, you know, right. and they're, and they're pretty, they're pretty spot on, but you know, it's just like Nancy said, you know, um, everybody's different and everybody's miracle is different, you know, but, um, you know, I say in my prayers at night, I tell Greg, you know, here, here's the finish line right here, you know, and I'm right here and you're a fighter and you're a trooper and you never give up. And I'm not going anywhere. And I said, I put up my hand and I say, this is where you need to come to. 
Yes, yes, you, yes. You, you need to come to me. Yes, yes. And uh, so, you know, and I and I tell them a lot of times when I'm there, I said, you know, you just you need to wake up. Yeah. You just need to wake up. Yeah. You and know. you always have that hope. And why not? Yeah, you why have to not? have it. Who's going to take that hope away from you? Nobody. Nope. And you have to have hope. If you don't. If you don't have hope... That you have nothing. No, you don't. And um, you, you have to have that hope. And you have to have that um, in, that belief. That, that, faith? Um, yeah, faith and belief that, that you know, um, that he's going to turn around. And I believe that. Yeah, I and I remember having conversations with Sarah early on about, you know, oh, I, you know... How do, how do I pray? What do I say to God? And I said, Sarah, you just talk to him like a friend, like you would anybody else, as if he's just there, but you can't see him. Just right. open up and you tell him. And the day that Sarah decided to believe in God was another day that... I mean, she always believed in a higher power, but when we had the conversation about God, you know, sometimes God uses situations to uh, change us and and change the situation or change the person. And, you know, we like to think that Greg is being utilized for something bigger and better, for something greater. Um, that God has something bigger and better for you guys. That every day you can uh, wake up every morning knowing that today is a new day. And Greg gets to start over today. And maybe today will be the day he wakes up. And with that attitude, Sarah, how could he not? How that could just, he not? That would be the best day of my life. I know. Besides the besides the day that I married my friend. I know. You know, and Your best friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? And it's just um all I all I all I can all I can say to the people out there that are going through this is that um you know, you have to have hope and you have to have um, you know, belief in God and and that, you know, and that everything is, everything will work out. Amen, you know? amen, you know? amen. And that, you know, um, you know, you know, I go, other days I've missed going there, you know, of course. but, you know, but for the majority of the part, you know, I'm there every day. Right. And, and you, the person, the wife, the mom, whoever it may be, yeah. um, when they go there every day, that means something to them. Yeah. They know they have somebody right. and they're not alone. And even though Greg is in a facility, you have a full-time job. You Absolutely. are on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You are the one that gets the calls in the middle of the night that he has to be transported because he has a fever or because you are the one they call. 
So, you know, um, nobody else goes through that and nobody can take that from you, Sarah, because, you know, I know that there's people that you and I both know that are so sick-minded that, um, that they could try to rob someone of hope or of, uh, any glimpse that, you know what, things can turn around, not you should pull the plug, not I'm mad at you because you're letting him live this way. God is letting him live. God is letting his heart beat. God is doing that. And if God is letting his heart beat, then God still wants him here. That's right. Because he can wake up today, tomorrow, next week, we have no idea, but when he does, that'll be the best day of Sarah Bray's life. If you guys go on her Facebook, you will see that every single night she writes a love letter to her husband. Every night. Every night she writes a love letter to her husband for seven years and you know that's that is that's something I enjoy and I love it and um your faith is contagious and I never thought I would say that to you Sarah and you know what I don't I don't let a lot of people in on my life um with Greg because that's my business um but I do like Nancy said I do write a nightly prayer to my husband every night and um and that means a lot to me and um i let the people know what i want them to know exactly exactly because at the end of the day the intimate details those things that's between you and your husband and the doctors and that's all that needs to know that right absolutely you know even the doctors who who um who don't offer much help or hope. Um, We pray for those doctors that they, you know, have compassion uh, about the way they treat people. People aren't just a number. They are a human being. They're not just a paycheck to the hospital. They're a human being. And um, your husband is in the coma, Sarah, but you are his arms, legs, feet, mouth, everything. Absolutely. And you, people are like, oh, we know of someone who said, oh, does Sarah work or should, does, should Sarah work? And to those people, I say, shame on you. How dare you have no business no business in this entire world to open your mouth about anything regarding that. So we would hope that if those people are listening in on today's broadcast of Faith Ignited on Palma Media, Faith Ignited, if I haven't said that yet, to those people... She does have a job. What do you say, Sarah? 
my job is well someone said to me I someone I said something about me going myself going back to work part time yeah and and they said and she said how can you do it yeah you know yeah. and I said well you know what um sometimes you know and, and to make ends meet sometimes that's just what you have to do you know yeah. Yeah. and I and she says well you have a job and I go I know I have a job I know my job is is taking care of my husband yeah. and I wouldn't change that for the world yeah but like you said you know a lot of people will say like you're saying well why doesn't she work well you know what I say to them is is that you know what if you haven't walked in my shoes amen. then you have nothing to say amen 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 you go Sarah Bray you preach my sister that's you know you... because yes go ahead because no one no one no one's gonna know my business no one needs to to know anything that I do no um, my you business don't have to explain my... yourself to anybody no. Nope, my business is my business, right. and my husband is is my husband, and what I do is my business. Right. So and it's nobody else's business but mine. No, and it, and um, and it's unfortunate because a lot of people um, walked away with stupid facts that they thought were right, but. At the end of the day, Sarah Bray, you won the prize because Greg is alive. He is, yep. he's here, he's smiling, he's blinking, he watches TV. He is leaps and bounds to where he was. Oh, absolutely. And if you would have pulled the plug that night, look at all the progress you would have extinguished. There's a thing for people out there that might be going through this um, the coma, um, or a stroke or whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh, it's called a, it's called a Glasgow scale and, um, they determine, uh, it goes, uh, to 15 and they determine, um, by things they have them do, uh, where they range on this Glasgow scale. Okay. And, uh, Greg way back was at a, was at a two. And Greg now currently is at a nine. Praise God. Praise God. Right? Oh, and uh, that means a lot to me. Oh, Sarah, that means so much to all of us who are you know, on his side of the rink, cheering him on, fighting for the fight of his life. He hasn't given up. He won't give up. He's Greg Bray. And Sarah Bray won't give up. And I want to thank you, Sarah. For joining me uh, tonight on my podcast because I didn't know uh, really how I wanted you to speak but I knew I wanted you to speak and I knew that God would let it flow for us like we were just talking on the telephone and um, and that's because we have uh, a connection that no one can ever take away we have a connection um, for life and you coming here shows so much courage, so much heart for your husband to be able to do anything you have to to get the word out about his illness and and to be there for anybody that needs 
uh, a word or prayer advice Sarah is offering herself um, and so you guys it's a huge advantage someone who has been through seven years uh, in a coma her husband in a coma she has a lot of knowledge and um, I'd like to thank you Sarah Bray for being on here tonight well I thank you for having me and for all the people out there, like Nancy said, um, I pray for you uh, mm -hmm. for whatever situation that you're in. Mm -hmm. um, I understand what situation that you're in. Mm -hmm. And uh, my heart goes out to you. Amen. Thank you, Sarah. God bless you, sweetheart. God bless um, you. I will, I will talk to you later, okay? Thank you for calling in. Okay. Good night, Bye -bye. sweetheart. Bye-bye. All right, guys, so that was Sarah Bray, and what a beautiful story, right? Um, Sarah is a warrior. Sarah is a uh, an incredible human being, an incredible fighter. Gareda, Magareda, she, she fights for her husband every single day. And I wanted her here to share her story with you guys on Faith Ignited tonight. Just so that if you have any doubt that, you know, people aren't going to change or grow or get better out of their situation. Sarah was here to let us know tonight that hope is all we have. It's everything to us. Our hope and our faith, it is everything to us in our lives. And without God, we have nothing. And Sarah used to be an atheist, you guys. That's the first miracle that Sarah is now saved. Sarah is a Christian. Sarah is a believer of God and one that... Um, also believes in uh, fighting for what she believes in and she is doing that every single day with her husband. We send out love, hugs, and, and best wishes to Sarah, to Greg Bray, to all the nursing staff and those that have to care for people like Greg and Greg that they be illuminated with compassion and have charity in their hearts and want to give those people the best lives because like Sarah said, her husband is still a human being. So with that said, we got to our hour. Um, I love you guys. Thank you for joining. Good night. God bless. We'll see you on Friday night. Every Friday night, 10 p.m., Palma One Radio with repeat play, guys, on Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can catch the repeat if you miss this on Friday night. And if you miss that, then it'll be posted on other podcast platforms and social media uh, sites. So with that being said, thank you. Good night. God bless. Um, 
Ignite your faith this week. Come back and tell me about it. Beijing Yush. Big kisses. Bye-bye.